0: Freedom of Species brings animal advocacy to the airwaves. It's a radio program dedicated to raising awareness of issues concerning animals. This includes advocacy, activism, protection, conservation, and importantly, appreciation. The show is broadcast from the 3CR studios in Melbourne on 855 AM, and we're streaming live via the 3CR website. Recent podcasts are available on the 3CR website, that's www.3cr.org.au, and Freedom of Species podcast website, that's www.freedomofspecies.org. And all previous podcasts are available by iTunes. My name's Adam Cardellini, and this week I'm joined by Dylan, one of the organisers of the March to Close All Slaughterhouses event that will be running next week in Melbourne. The event will also be running in Sydney, Brisbane, Adelaide, Hobart and Canberra, and all all on Saturday the 11th of March, so next Saturday in in Melbourne the event starts at 1pm, in Sydney it's 12pm and in all other locations it's at 11am. And I'm sure that you that many of you will agree that slaughterhouses are the absolute opposite of the idea of freedom of species. For me, they represent abuse and death, but I think for many people who consume animal flesh, slaughterhouses act as a black box where animals enter and meat emerges. Even though the term slaughterhouse is used as shorthand for horror, it doesn't seem to translate to horror for the animals. We'll talk about what the march to close all slaughterhouses is, attempting to do, what it symbolises, and how you can get involved. Because these events are happening all over the world. I mean, um, last year there was uh, about 22 different events um, across the globe. Uh, Before we begin, I want to point out that we may discuss some explicit content about slaughterhouses. So if this might disturb you, um, then you might think about uh, switching off. And so you're listening to 3CR 855 AM. And first off, Dylan. Dylan. Just wanted to say thanks for joining us, and no I was hoping that you could tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved in organising the march to close all slaughterhouses event.
1: Yeah, so I'm an activist. I've been uh, an animal activist for about a year and a half now. Um, I started off my uh, quote-unquote activist career with uh, direct action everywhere back in the USA, uh, as well as collectively free um, their New York and North Carolina chapters, yep. and. Uh since then I've went since I came back to Australia I was on exchange there. Since I came back I founded the Vegan Society at my university. And then I sort of float around the different activist groups around Melbourne. So what,
0: what um vegan society was that?
1: So that was the Monash uh, Vegan Society? Oh. I fantastic. believe you had them on uh just On 3CR just a couple of weeks ago,
0: yeah. I was speaking to Alice, I believe it was. That's um, it, yeah. That yeah. Was, uh, so
1: they've seen some nice success lately, and they recently picked up a nice round 120 members at uh, Monash. So fantastic! Yeah, it's a great start!
0: Their first year starting, and they've That's got 120 it. members in mm-hmm. the first week. That's yep. great,
1: <laughs> yeah. It's going to be great. <laughs> so, yeah, since that, uh, I've slowly become involved in organizing the March to Close All Slaughterhouses, um, which I organized. I co-organised with Jordan Lee's last year, and this year we've started uh, sort of... We we pretty much started organising this one a solid year in advance, so pretty much the week after the last one. Yep. um, We've been planning it, so we've got lots in store for it, and we're very excited, yeah.
0: Yeah, great. Okay, well, with that quick intro, um, I think we'll go to a, a, a song, and then we'll see you on the other side. The song is by London Grammar. It's called Strong and it's from the album If You Wait.
1: Subscribe to your award-winning independent community radio, bringing you coverage of community issues and events. This is Bea Base Camp. Welcome to the Little Red Slinghi Tree Treehouse. As you said, I'm down
0: at the East West Tunnel Picket, as it usually does, starts at 5.30am. Uh, the Lincoln Melbourne Authority have come here in the middle of the night and set up another drill rig here on Gold Street. The police were pretty keen to defend that with all their resources this morning.
1: And I think for Australians, In order to know ourselves, really fully know ourselves, in order to mature, we need to understand Aboriginal culture. We need to embrace it and realise that in coming here, you're now part of the longest continuing culture in the world. We need your support. Subscribe today. Call 9419 8377 now.
0: And that was a tune from London Grammar called Strong from the album If You Wait. Okay, um, so you're listening to Freedom of Species on eight five five AM, and I'm here talking to Dylan. Um, not Dylan, Dylan. I'm sorry <laughs> about that, Dylan. And um, <laughs> no he, he he just introduced himself. He mentioned that he started his activism in um, DXE. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit more about that before we get into the March for All slaughterhouses?
1: Yeah, that's right. So I was on exchange in North Carolina, and I was pretty much I'd just gone vegan. I was looking for vegan friends, um, and I really I really didn't know anyone who was vegan at the time at uni so eventually met someone and they happened to be friends with people who were involved in the local direct action everywhere chapter now for those of you who don't know or might dxe might sound familiar but you might not necessarily know what they do uh, dxe specializes in what they call non-violent direct action so that involves confronting the oppression of animals in places of violence so um, they have two sort of main actions the one the first one is disruptions where they go into places of violence Uh, so for example the first uh, action I ever went to was at the North Carolina State Fair where there was a little sale yard of uh, animals being sold yeah so how a disruption will go is people will uh, sort of Come in, enter a place in formation, they'll all have signs, and people will do speak outs speaking up against injustice. So it's certainly an interesting kind of activism. um, And I've kind of made it a point to expose myself to all sorts of different activism to understand how people react and what kind of things are more or less effective. And it's, you know, what I found is it's really hard to tell what's effective and what's not. Yep. uh their second kind of um their second kind of uh, action is probably one of the things I consider some of the most powerful activism you can do, which is actually investigations and animal rescue mm-hmm. which really the d x e has gotten a lot of media coverage out of these actions and it really just shines a light on the production facilities that these animals are raised in that other animals are subjected the violences that animals are subjected to. And it's just done a fantastic job of raising awareness uh, across the nation. Of course, I was never involved in investigations. Yep. I didn't hang around. DXC- I didn't hang around the USA long enough uh, to get into that. Yep. but it was certainly an illuminating experience. The kind of people that I met, um, who quite clearly and unequivocally talked about animal liberation as something it almost made it something tangible for me and Mm -hmm. something that I could consider as a possibility that could happen in my lifetime. And that was very empowering for me.
0: That's fantastic. And it's good to hear that that, um, through that sort of movement, you got that experience and you felt that because a lot of people come away from activism not feeling empowered and not feeling like it's it's something that's achievable. Um, So that's nice. That's nice to hear. And the march to close all slaughterhouses is sort of a very different style of activism to um, what DXE does through direct direct communications uh, and and you said uh, rescues. Can you tell us a little bit more about uh, the march and what what it what it where it first started, um, where it out where it occurs, and mm-hmm. uh, what's the purpose of it?
1: Yeah, so the march first started back in 2012. It was started by activists back in Paris. So there's a uh, there's apparently quite a strong anti-speciesist movement in Paris. So they initiated it, and then the next sort of big city to take it on was Toronto. Mm. And those are the two cities that... Uh, those are the two groups that spread um, all the branding for the March to Close All Slaughterhouses, and they kind of lead the charge. Now... We've actually—it's an international action. So, as you mentioned, last year we had over around 22 cities take yeah. part. This year we're expecting even more. So, in addition to the previous cities like Istanbul, Tokyo, um, several cities in Germany, we're also expecting uh, several cities in India to take place as well. That's yeah, what great. I've been told. Um, and yeah, you'll sort of see those popping up on the internet as we go along. Most of the marches are usually held in June early June, I believe, Uh, Melbourne has chosen... We chose to bring the Australian events earlier on so that it clashes with the Australian autumn, um, which obviously is much more conducive to getting a message out there. So now going on to the purpose of the march, like you mentioned, uh, a lot of people sometimes come away from activism feeling disempowered, um, feeling like they're up against sort of an obstacle that they simply cannot... Um, cannot get past the point of the march i'd say there's two main points so the first point right now is really rallying the community and empowering people getting them to meet other animal advocates and normalizing animal advocacy mm. so i think our society's still sort of got this stereotype there where animal advocates are antisocial, militant constantly angry can't fit into society So this event is really targeting not just the current um, vegans in Melbourne, but we're also targeting anyone who might have some kind of compassion compassion for animals and might want to get their join in and get their message heard um, and really getting them integrated into this community and understanding that uh, we need to form alliances and not be exclusive and um, that it's really not an extreme thing to care about animals. Yep. So that's probably the main purpose. And then number two is obviously to make a significant meaningful statement that Australians do genuinely want to see an end to animal exploitation and an end to animal agriculture.
0: And and who's that statement being directed towards?
1: So currently it's quite... We've definitely focused more on the community aspect than targeting it towards any specific entity. Because I think in terms of just facing, just looking at what we face, uh, we need more public support to be able to enact any meaningful change to actually close slaughterhouses. So, right now, it's about, A, bringing together the community, making sure our presence is known by the greater public of Melbourne. Mm Mm-hmm trying to get media coverage so that people in Melbourne and all over Australia can see that Australians are standing up for other animals and Australians do genuinely care enough that they are happy to get rid of slaughterhouses. As this event gets bigger, I think we'll definitely be looking at making serious statements to governments, to corporations, um, and figuring out strategies to actually make this Closing down slaughterhouses are a reality. Yeah. And I think it might be worth mentioning at this point that the whole event definitely isn't seeking to villainize farmers and slaughterhouse workers because that's how it tends to come across, at least that's how it might be interpreted by some. Um, but I think it's important to understand that we've all grown up within a speciesist system, within a system that normalises and encourages the exploitation of other animals. So what we're really doing is saying, hey, we care about animals. We think you do too. Let's put our heads together and let's work out a solution that works for everyone and that gives animals the protection and the rights they deserve because they are individuals and they do care about their lives.
0: Yeah, great. And so I suppose from that, um, and it's, it sounds like a really valuable um, contribution to animal advocacy, um, And but in In the framing of it close march to close all slaughterhouses um you you're sort of mentioning that it 's about uh, we all we all care about animals. why not call it march because we all care about animals what's what's the um purpose behind the framing of march to close slaughterhouses, which are a um, a significant place within social consciousness um mm-hmm. I mean l- like I mentioned earlier, slaughterhouse is used as a colloquial term for horror for um the the worst place on earth you mm-hmm. know it's it 's often used to scare people um in the depictions in hollywood it 's used as a visual representation of of hell, even you might say um, and the idea that we like so so there is this idea that people do see it as something wrong it is bad they they are they are a bad place but then to to try and say that we could close them seems like a very very strong ask um rather than just saying we all love animals um is there is there a reason behind the the language and and going for that close all slaughterhouses
1: yeah well i think you kind of hit the nail on the head with your own explanation there. A slaughterhouse <laughs> is viewed as is viewed as such a hellish place that, for example, if we went with the message, are oh, much to give up meat. For example, mm. now meat is obviously a, a euphemistic term that's used to shine a, that's used to put the emphasis on food and taste and texture, and people have a natural affinity for meat and they'll be inclined to react against that. But when we talk about slaughterhouses, it's something we consider hellish, it's vile. We can't even imagine Mm. the pain and suffering that animals are going through here. So, almost drawing attention to how horrible these places are makes it seem slightly... It seems like something we'd like to do if we were able to do it. And I think it's a matter of getting that message across that uh, we are able to do it. And that is why this um, this march does have quite a strong vegan message attached to it. Um, secondly, I think it's very important to set up an end goal towards we- which we can strive for as a social movement. It's very important to be completely clear about what you want. And I think a march to close all slaughterhouses, it is narrow enough to be tangible um, and something that people can actually visualize happening as opposed to saying something that might be a bit more nebulous like march to end animal exploitation, for example.
0: Yeah, it makes it it makes it specific. So right. there is a specific goal, and even though that goal is large, it's um it's real and possible. Yeah. And and I suppose while you were talking then I was thinking that at the moment, um much of the the public that does consume animal flesh they they have this negative association with the idea of slaughterhouses but they don't really equate slaughterhouses to animal abuse torture and um and death mm-hmm. so it's sort of like yes slaughterhouses are bad places but they never bring the two together mm-hmm. so by by sort of explicitly calling out slaughterhouses and and linking it to the the animal flesh and the animals that they are um killing Then you're making it much more a much closer a link between the consumption of animals and the process of slaughtering animals, which we all sort of know somewhere in the back of our head is horrific, Mm -hmm. but we maybe don't bring the two together.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely it's definitely a part of making that connection. I'd say that we definitely see plenty of sort of consumer focused. Um, tactics within the animal advocacy movement where we talk about you know eating vegan for example eating more plant-based options but it's absolutely essential to draw attention to the places of production as well and i think advocacy has got to look at both of those sides um, and sort of you can focus on positive aspects of plant-based diets while also Highlighting the issues with slaughterhouses and not only the issues with other animals but their exploitation of uh, workers and the safety conditions which can exist in those slaughterhouses as well
0: absolutely and that, that's a really good point that i don't i don't think while I think the um, the animal advocacy movement knows about it a fair bit uh, we don't really push that message enough I, about the the negative societal impacts of slaughterhouses and there are there are many yep. like within um there's there's a link between yeah so maybe that's a different that's a different <laughs> podcast but or a, a different show but um there definitely are links that i think as a movement we can sort of point out the the health and mental health um, aspects negative mental health aspects of slaughterhouse work absolutely yeah, yeah. Um, So, in particular, can you tell us what's happening in Melbourne and what do you... I think you've already sort of answered this. What do you hope to achieve with the march on Saturday?
1: Yeah, so the first thing that everyone listening should note is the meeting place is at Treasury Gardens, corner of Treasury Place and Spring Street, and we'd like you to be there at 12pm, if possible. From that point, we'll basically be going down... We'll be heading down, everyone will pick up their signs, so we'll have probably about 500 signs to give out. We are expecting about 700 to 800 people to show up for this march, so that's more than doubling attendance for last year's. Then we'll be heading down to, we'll be actually starting the march proper. That will start at the Parliament steps, where we'll be having our speeches. So we've got three speakers lined up for the march and they'll be speaking uh, throughout the march. We've got Patty Mark from Animal Liberation Victoria who is well known, who's best known for pioneering the open rescue movement which has inspired activists to go into places of production and actually see, uh, rescue animals and give them lives that are that lives that they deserve to live the kind of lives with kindness and peace patty mark we've also got uh chris del force who runs aussie farms and he has done tremendous work illuminating what goes on inside australian slaughterhouses you know we have a strong tendency to to look at slaughterhouse videos and think oh no that doesn't happen in this country that happens far away overseas where people are more evil than us um, but in fact these horrible things do happen and chris and aussie farms have done an amazing job of it, highlighting that
0: and just just on that if you're interested to find out what happens in slaughterhouses if you don't know what happens um, there's a site called dot farms.org and that has many sort of um, sort of sub-sites say Aussie pigs, Aussie chickens, Aussie turkeys, all of these sites where Chris has received footage from places of um of animal sort of use and farms and slaughterhouses and shares that footage on those sites. It's a it's a it's an incredibly harrowing um harrowing set of footage, but if you want to be informed about what's going on then that's definitely a site to check out and it It also shows that it's occurring in lots and lots of different places. There are dozens and dozens of sites all across Australia in many states where um, this footage is showing abuse on an astronomical scale to non-human individuals.
1: Not only that, but these places of violence are located so... They are in our backyards. These places are 20 minutes from the Melbourne CBD and it's mind-boggling to realise that. Mm. Uh, So after so we've got patty mark chris del force and then thirdly james aspie who many vegans will know because he undertook his voiceless 365 challenge back in 2014 someone told me that was actually his first day as a vegan um but he undertook a year of silence to raise awareness for other animals which is incredible and he gives free talks across the country and he's uh, he has done tremendous work in inspiring people to undertake activism and to go vegan and make a difference for other animals, so those three will be speaking throughout the march um The route will start at Parliament' steps it'll go down Burke Street and then down Swanson Street for the big finish at uh at the Flinders Street station intersection. we've definitely got bigger plans than we had last year, so last year was a simple march down from Federation Square to the State Library. This one we've got some music planned. The lads from Abolition are going to be helping us out. Fantastic. We've got a we've got a nice little PA set up for for their um for their performance. We have also got some other fun things planned which I'm not going to tell you about. <laughs> so a little tease there. Yep. But uh those listening will have to turn up to find out. But it's definitely going to be a lot of fun, a lot of community building, um, and a great opportunity to just meet people so in case you missed it eleven eight uh, sorry twelve p m uh, at Treasury Gardens on Saturday the eleventh of March
0: and what was the address for that again? the corner of the
1: corner of spring street and treasury place
0: yeah, great, um, so yeah, hopefully hopefully lots of people, lots of listeners can get down there i 'll definitely be coming down. it sounds like it 's going to be a very Good event. And I suppose my, my reflection on, on uh, protests and large sort of marches and events, um, I've been to many in Melbourne. It's hard not to go to them, they're on every single weekend almost. <laughs> um, but they, they really are more to me about um, community building and, and realising that, that you're not the only person in the world that cares about this stuff. So come down and meet some like-minded people and from that point you might be able to go on to do much more activism in the future and advocacy for the animals. Okay, um, we'll go to another song now. Actually, we're going to have two songs. The first is um, by propagandi, many of you might know, um, and it's called Nailing Descartes to the Wall. By, uh, from the album less talk more rock and if it's you, too you good. It, yeah i mean if you don't understand where that reference comes from descartes is the um philosopher christian philosopher who basically provided the idea that machines uh, animals are machines he said several centuries ago that animals are just automata and from that large that that sort of idea spurred a lot of Western society's thinking around animals to this very day. Um, and then the second song is by Goldfinger and it's called Open Your Eyes, the Best of Goldfinger. And here we go.
1: Stop consuming animals. <laughs> I've stood on the kill floors in many slaughterhouses, I can only say that after those experiences, meat to me smells like hot death, because that is the smell that permeates the slaughterhouse. It conjures up memories to me of all the animals I have watched going (laughs) you <laughs> Bisexual Alliance is a non-profit organisation dedicated to raising awareness and supporting people who are bisexual, people who are multi-gender attracted, their partners and their families. Bisexual Alliance runs several monthly discussion groups in and outside of Melbourne to offer support, a safe space to chat about your experiences and to explore others' experience of multi-gender attraction. These groups are for bisexuals, those who are questioning and their loved ones. For more information, visit bi or email Info at dot allianceorg
0: And that was Propagandy, Nailing Descartes to the Wall And the second song was by Goldfinger, Open Your Eyes And I think they were both very um, good for this conversation <laughs> um, And so you're listening to Freedom of Species on 3CR That's 855 AM on your radio So... We've talked about the march, um, and now I just and we sort of touched on this a little bit earlier. Uh, but I wanted to sort of take it from a different angle um, and talk about some of the criticisms that people might have about the march. Uh, mm-hmm. One one criticism might be that you're asking too much, so it's too strong a position. Um, uh, this is because slaughterhouses may never close. I don't believe that's true, and mm-hmm. I don't suspect you do either. But lots and lots of people around the world think that it's it's it'll never happen um, but they certainly won't be closed soon that's for sure um, so why bother with such a strong ask
1: yeah I'm sure we've both had the experience where we've with maybe when we just went vegan people tell us oh why why bother it's it's never going to happen it, we're always going to eat meat and we've eaten meat and and I, and I use that in term meat with quotation marks of course um, we're always going to eat meat for since we've done it for millions of years. Um, we wouldn't be doing this if we didn't believe that it was possible. And from our perspective, I think it's really important to put together, put forward a clear message of our vision for the future and what that actually looks like. And for us, that looks like a future without slaughterhouses. Um, we've seen campaigns for you know, for bigger cages, for sow-stalk, free pork, and things like that. And we're still, after probably about three decades of that kind of campaigning, not saying that it hasn't made a difference, but it's we're still currently in a future where people are eating exponentially more animals with population growth. And so this really is a moral emergency, and we need to get that clearly across and I think that's why it's important to to make it clear that we do want to close these slaughterhouses. We do want to give them lives that an individual deserves
0: yeah great and and not even a moral moral emergency it's an emergency of all other types it's a it's an environmental emergency it's a health emergency for many Absolutely. people for many, much of the western world um and and it's an absolute emergency for those animals who are currently. Uh, being contained and used in these systems of oppression. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that, that I think, and the idea that um, providing a positive image for the future has actually some backing. I've, I've read a couple of studies that suggest that rather than just saying something's bad or, you know, why would you keep on doing this, um, providing a positive image of the future and and how they how people can fit into that future is actually more motivating to people changing their behaviors or changing their attitudes to what's possible. So I think it's quite interesting that you um that you mentioned that 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 is one of the motivators providing and and not only that 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 a world without slaughterhouses is a positive image.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. A world where 70 billion-plus land animals are not being killed and who knows how many marine animals are not being killed. I mean, who could argue that that's that's not a good thing? Mm. Um, And, yeah, just touching back upon that idea of setting that vision of the future, I know that uh, vegan psychologist Dr Casey Taft talks about when we're dealing with individual behaviour change, it's really important to set up... um, he refers to something called goal-setting theory, in which when we set up a clear goal to work towards, it makes setting out towards long-term change much more reliable than if you say, okay, do this now, do this now, and then maybe you might get there, but if you don't, that's okay. And I think we can apply that importance of a clear long-term goal to a society as well. Um, and that, might, that could be a really powerful driving force to getting us there, ultimately.
0: Yeah, great. Yeah, uh, yeah. I really like that approach. That's good. Um, and it doesn't. It's not just a march. It's a. There's a vision behind it. Right. Yeah. That's. I think that's really important. Um, so from the opposite end, another criticism might be that just going on a march isn't strong enough. Like, what are we doing? Surely, the number of animals that are currently being slaughtered um, is so large that we need to do more than just go along for a nice walk on a Mm -hmm. saturday afternoon what's your what's your response to that
1: my response is that i agree first (laughs) up (laughs) if it was up to me i'd be marching every day right up to the doors of slaughterhouses and standing there and putting my body in the way of animals being slaughtered um unfortunately we're in a situation where the public support for that isn't quite um there for it to make meaningful long-term change in addition all of this is volunteer run so we do have um, we do have minimal resources to or yeah. not that many resources to work with importantly I do think it's important that you know recognizing this as a moral emergency or um, an emergency of all types is um, does warrant tactics that genuinely do look at closing down or slaughterhouses and I know you had uh, Kristen Lee, who's who yeah. runs uh, some of ALV's slaughterhouse vigils.
0: And that's Animal Liberation Victoria, an animal advocacy group, animal rights group in Melbourne or in Victoria, Australia.
1: That's right. So for those listeners who aren't familiar with slaughterhouse vigils, what those actions set out to do is they get activists or just animal advocates in general going out to slaughterhouses and actually seeing what these animals are going through before they enter that that black box that is a slaughterhouse where they they go in and they come out and they're just this deformed piece, slab of flesh. But documenting their individuality before that process, I think, is such a powerful thing. And Kristen did mention that one of the eventual goals of those actions is to actually shut down slaughterhouses once we have enough numbers. So that's where this march really comes into play. It's building public support It's building the population of animal advocates and people who are envisioning a serious future that doesn't involve slaughterhouses. And one day, I think we absolutely will be looking at creating actions that shut down slaughterhouses, that focus on stopping these places of production, that focus on getting those animals out of there and giving them lives that are worth living, Um, At the same time, I think even when those kinds of things are happening, something like marching through a city is still really valuable because social movements are easier, are more tractable when you have actions where all sorts of citizens can take part. So we've focused on making this action a peaceful, completely peaceful, completely legal, family-friendly event. So everyone from... Our old, older folks to children can come along and enjoy this march.
0: Yeah, great. And I think I think you you're sort of speaking to this idea that it's it's one piece in a larger puzzle, or I like to think of it as as one thread in a tapestry of advocacy that will help us get to the goal of um, total liberation for exactly non-human right. animals and and human animals as well. Um, so and and it leads nicely onto the next question I have, which is what are other actions and methods that you think we can employ to hasten the closing of slaughterhouses?
1: Yeah, so I think we've got a really great foundation set up with what's happening with the slaughterhouse vigils. We actually have. Fantastic numbers for those. I was quite surprised to see the kinds of numbers um, we've been getting at slaughterhouse vigils. Probably around fifty plus activists, maybe sometimes even uh, up to a hundred.
0: And they, uh, these are usually on working mornings, like in the middle of the week. People have work, but they'll they'll won't go to work that morning. They'll come to this action instead. Fifty fifty people. That's huge.
1: That's it. Yeah, it's it's a it's a common stereotype that animal activists are sort of um, all. They just kind of, they're all unemployed and, and they kind of just rock up to these actions. Um, but it's important to remember that these are, yeah, most of these people are just working folk and they they get off work, they take leave, they use leave that other people would usually use for holidays and they come out to speak up for animals and it's incredible to see so, I think building up slaughterhouse vigils to the point where we can actually make demands of slaughterhouses to perhaps maybe even throwing out something that might be a bit ridiculous, but give us animals so that we can take them take take as many as we can and take them to sanctuaries um so, yeah, I'd say that's probably the biggest thing that we can do, and then obviously, you've got the current things that we're already doing. I believe that uh we need more education about what goes in goes on inside slaughterhouses I think and I think we could also alert people to where these slaughterhouses actually are like I mentioned these places aren't far off in in you know, in the middle of nowhere, they're 20 minutes from Melbourne. They're in Bendigo. These are major urban centres, and when people realise that such horrific things are taking place in their own backyard, I think they'll be mo- more motivated to come to events like the march to close all slaughterhouses and slaughterhouse vigils.
0: Yeah, great. And, um, and can you, just before we go to another song, can you tell us the details of the march to, end or, uh, to close all slaughterhouses one more time?
1: Yep. So we'll be meeting in Treasury Gardens at the corner of Spring Street and Treasury Place at 12pm on Saturday the 11th of March.
0: And the next song that we're going to listen to is by True Nature. That's got an X at the start and an X at the end. And it's called One Species from the album Complete True nature. Enjoy.
1: have a community event or campaign you'd like to announce on radio? Maybe your group would like to take a tour of 3CR and find out how community radio works. Are you in a band and would like to record a demo? Or maybe there are people in your workplace or activist organisation who would like to undergo media skills training. 3CR is a resource for the community and offers community announcements, station tours, studio hire and media skills workshops at affordable prices. For more information, contact 3CR on 9419 8377 or go to our website, www.3cr.org.au.
0: And you're listening to Freedom of Species on 3CR, 855 AM on your radio. And here with me is Dylan, who has been... Organising the March to Close All Slaughterhouses event that's happening in Melbourne, Australia, um, next Saturday. And just before we wrap up, we're almost at the end of the show. Um, Dylan and I have been at a, a workshop this weekend, and we've just actually ducked out to record this show. Um, and it's it's a workshop that's run by the Centre for Effective Vegan Advocacy um, that I think is runs out of Germany. And uh, has is present. They present a series of um, sort of presentations by Melanie Joy, who sort of termed carnism, and also by Tobias Leinhardt, who is people might know as the vegan strategist. Just wanted to get your feeling for what you got, what you've been getting out of the w- workshop this weekend, Dylan.
1: Oh look, Adam, I'm not going to lie. My brain has been in overdrive for the last couple of days. The last 72 hours has been kind of changing my world a little bit Um, mostly commenting on some of the things Tobias has to say I'm I found uh, Melanie Joy's work really useful I think it's incredible uh, some of the stuff she's presented to us mainly focused around effective communication non-violent communication and listening skills and you know just getting messages across in a way that they can be received and in a way that doesn't shame other people um, some of those workshops. She's a psychologist and she's worked on this for over a decade now, so um, it's been absolutely brilliant. In terms of some of the things uh, Tobias or the vegan strategist has been talking about um, is very much... it's it's For those who have read about him, it is quite controversial, some of the things he says. Um, and he does tend to promote this idea that well, let's just say that when he when he talks about veganism, he very much brings it down to diet, and he focuses on helping people move towards veganism. I'm personally, I'm all for making veganism something that seems more accessible to people. Uh, at the same time, I'm very wary of turning it into a consumer a consumerist trend because veganism very much started out with a political intent, a political intent that is against the exploitation of other animals. Um, But now we're basically turning it into the non-consumption of animal products so that it's easier and more palatable from from the public's perspective. I certainly believe that uh, quote-unquote reducetarian tactics um, and these kind of diets are extremely useful in creating a more abundant selection of plant-based options and making, you know, making that switch to an animal product-free life much easier and allowing people to uh, be more in line with their values. At the same time, I think it's very important to have a clear anti-speciesist aspect of the movement that keeps its eye on the end goal, which is animal liberation. Now, it's going to be very interesting to see how much vegans buy into um, what Tobias is saying and whether we see veganism transform into something that was political, into something that is... Popularist. Popularist, yeah. yeah. Perhaps even to say a fad which yep. yeah which could be damaging it could work who knows but whatever happens i think just overall it's important that we stick to we have at least a significant part of the movement still devoted to that political uh, moral aspect that deals with animal agriculture um, and the individuality of other animals
0: I think that's a really good summary of how I've been feeling as well. So thank you for that. And, and that's all we've really got time for. I'll just go through a couple of community announcements that are basically all around the um, March to Close All Slaughterhouses. So the events are running um, across Australia all next Saturday on the 11th of March in Melbourne that's 1pm at Treasury Gardens Sydney it's 12pm at Martin Place near Macquarie Road in Adelaide you'll find it at 11am on Hyde, Hyde March Square in Hobart 11am Parliament lawns Hobart and in Canberra it's 11am at Glebe Park and you can find all of this information via the March to End All Slaughterhouses Australia Facebook page. So just type that in Facebook and you'll get there. Um, the other, so you've you've been listening to Freedom of Species and you can get in touch with us at info at freedomofspecies.org um, or via the Facebook page or Twitter. And I'd just like to thank Delan for coming on and telling us all about the March to Close All Slaughterhouses. It's been oh, fantastic. Thanks for having me. And up next, um, you'll have the pleasure of listening to Encyclodelia with Nick, I believe, who will be coming in. And and just as we head off, you'll hear the tune from Goldfinger called Behind the Mask, Disconnection Notice. Oh, actually, no, no, we played that earlier. I'm going to play Open Your Eyes, which is explicit. So maybe if you don't want to listen to something explicit, you want to turn turn off the radio now.